everyone. Welcome to NKBA Live Brave New Business Week 6. I'm Bill Darcy. I hope everyone and your families and colleagues are healthy and safe. We're glad to see so many of you logging in, especially because some of the parts of the country, as we know, businesses that were closed have begun to cautiously reopen. And while we're all anxious for that to happen, we realize that this environment is going to be very different from what it was prior to the crisis for some time. Our Brave New Business series allows NKBA to react to this unprecedented moment with timely, relevant live content. In the past two weeks, we've looked at virtual design, virtual showroom operations, and today we'll take a deeper dive into the supply chain in keeping connected, moving forward in all stages of the process. From design to product selection, sampling, purchase, delivery, and installation. Our guests are Debbie Schaefer, CEO of Mrs. G, an appliance dealer in New Jersey. Kevin Dexter, President and COO, Fisher & Pakel North America, part of the higher GE family of appliances. And John Petrie, CMKBD, a past NKBA National President and owner of Mother Hubbard's, a design-build firm in Pennsylvania. Just a little housekeeping before we begin, this online forum qualifies for one half CEU credit for our certified members. Not for John though, because he's obviously on the panel. I'd like to thank NKBA Design Competition Award winner, Brett Dangler, CMKBD, a member of our Aloha chapter in Hawaii for the use of his beautiful design in the background here. I'd also like to take a moment to thank the NKBA team, people who are working very hard behind the scenes to make BNB possible every week especially our Diane Pagoda and Mark Carnival. And a huge thanks to White Good, NKBA's PR firm based in Lancaster, PA, as well as our social media partner, Flying Camel, based in Toronto, Canada. If any of you are looking for great work in PR or social media, I encourage you to seek them out. We'll have some time for questions at the end, so please type those in the Q&A function at the bottom of your screen, not the text chat, please. So let's get started, Kevin. Let's begin with the supply chain. From the manufacturer's point of view, how has the chain been affected by state lockdowns and import restrictions and how have you adapted? Yeah, thanks, Bill. Um, and good afternoon, everybody. Good morning. So a couple things that I'd like to say about supply chain specifically as we kick it off. One is, you know, certainly I'd like to thank all the supply chain professionals that are working out there selflessly to make things happen every day. If you think about you know, if I used a military analogy and, and we were at all as a community say, take that hill, it's, a, it's the supply chain professionals, you know, they're the NCOs and the enlisted folks that are, that are gathering up quickly and then going and making things happen. You know, and that's factory ops, that's warehouse ops, service, install, procurement, you know, customer service order desk, all through the supply chain, both manufacturer and trade partners. There's a lot of folks that, that again, are, are out there getting it done. So, so that's first off. I think the second thing, Bill, when I think about supply chains uh, that have become over the past 15, 20 years so very global, there are no two supply chains that are, that are identical. So you know, there's several dimensions there. One within a company, um, you know, different product lines will have different supply chains. Then if I move to the kind of the next sphere, Certainly if you're on the project side out there like John or Debbie trying to get things done and you have multiple companies servicing a project, those are coming from different, you know, unique, sometimes unique supply chains. 
And then last but not least, it's the region that, and regions and markets that we're serving in, in recent times with such a disparate amount of you know, regulations and open or not open for business, it, it's really presented a challenge. And so you know, with that as a back, backdrop, you know, what have we been doing and what, what are a lot of folks doing? One is just engaging in supply chain triage. So it's, it, it's immediately going to identify where their pain points or potential pain points exist and, and how, how are those addressed. You know, find the workarounds and how do we implement them in the near term while we still think about long term and the viability of these supply chains. And then I think last but not least, you know, these, the, the frequency and the cadence with which companies are having to talk supply chains that prior to this would have thought about things in a, in a monthly forecasting meeting. And, and many times the horizon for those forecasting meetings would have been 90, 120 days, six, nine months out where you have to think about procuring parts and, and all the things that go into a, a finished product. You know, those, those have smashed right down to locally and globally having daily standups around, you know, what information do we know recently? What are we hearing about the needs from our trade partners? How are we connecting that uh, all the way through the supply chain? So it's that frequency and that, that collaboration that has to happen that's, that's really been a, a key to how we work our way through the, the current situation. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Debbie, you're, you're an independent dealer in New Jersey where most the virus-induced restrictions are, are still in place. So we've heard from Kevin about the supply chain at the manufacturer level. How has that trickled down and affected your inventory at the retailer level and, and kind of how are you managing through that? Yeah, so first I want to say thank you for having me on the show today. Um, and hello, everybody. Um, so for those of you that don't know Mrs. G, we're located in New Jersey, central New Jersey, right, right outside of Princeton, for one store and uh, our inventory, um, how we get our, most of our inventory is through buying group, um, cooperative buying group, um, ADC, Appliance Dealer Cooperative in New Jersey, which is part of the NECO uh, cooperative buying group. So uh, being in New Jersey, um, when we, um, you know, the lockdown uh, came, the stay at home orders came, which has been now seven weeks. Uh, appliances have been um, deemed essential um, as all of um, home, home uh, repair, home uh, construction um, has been deemed essential. So we have continued, but only on an essential uh, purposes only. So what does that mean? Uh, of course, that's your washer dryers, your dishwashers, your refrigeration, some cooking, not much, but um, you know those three categories, and of course, you know the microwave. And um, over the last seven seven weeks, um, especially in the last couple of weeks, we have seen um, you know inventory that has uh, dwindled through our, our buying groups, and um, we are um, blessed with having a great um, digital presence um, with the help of the buying groups that we can actually have real-time inventory um, all the time um, via our iPads which are in our store and it's also available to our customers um, where you know as I said gives us real-time inventory 
But what we've found in the last couple of weeks as as those manufacturers, and not just appliance manufacturers, but manufacturers, we all know this, we hear it all over the news, that either they're shut down for a couple of weeks, um, you know, um, to protect their employees, to create their own processes, to, you know, figure this whole thing out. Um, some have uh, their employees, you know, Kevin can talk about, you know, that, you know, employ not working with a lot of their own staff, and so these shutdowns have now started to affect us. We're now into the seventh and eighth week of, um, the, of what's going on. So um, we're starting to see it. You know, the inventory is not there. And it's, um, it's, it's scary because even though um, we don't see it now, we feel like in the next couple of weeks that um, you know, it's gonna get worse. And we hope it's in the short term because we're starting here. Some um, manufacturers have gotten back on track and started to produce. But then, you know, some of those, even though if they're made here in the country, some are made out of the country, whether they can bring their products um, in. And then also they could be ramped up here in the United States, but they're getting parts, you know, from someplace else where they can't get parts. And now all of a sudden, you know, the, that manufacturing has stopped. And what's really important um, through all of this is communication. Um, our buying groups have been, uh, ADC has been amazing, keeping us informed of um, what is, um, we're having some issues. Grills, this is grill season. And uh, we're have, what we should expect to be prepared for not having um, the inventory and having back orders. So having that communication from our vendors, um, and our vendors have been, they've been sending us, uh, you know, updated letter, what's happening in, in their inventory, they're back on track. Um, but having that communication from, um, from the cooperative buying groups and our manufacturers directly, we're able to communicate, which is so important to our customer. Our customer needs to know what's going on. Um, and even if it's bad news, because they're all shopping online and they're all, you know, they're, they're, they're literally picking out their products. Some are ordering online, some are um, ordering right over the, you know, buying right over the telephone. We have been open, uh, again, like I said, for essential purposes only. And um, so when they come in and they have a product in mind and now you can't get it. So our, my staff needs to really be um, in the know. They have to know what to expect and, and, and communicate that all the way to our customer. And so for projects, because most of us here at NKBA, we're, you know, we're working, uh, hopefully um, getting the business back on track. We're quoting, we're quoting a lot. Um, a lot of my um, partners have told me They've been doing a great job um, virtually, and, and there's a lot of quotes out there. Uh, but come in another couple of weeks, uh, you know, the customer's got to know that uh, some of these products, and it could be one piece out of four that could just, you know, shut the project down or delay, delay product. And, uh, you know, most important is communication, so we know what exactly is out there. So John, for your you're in Pennsylvania, uh, where some of the restrictions have eased, you know, in the past week, can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, how you're working through things in PA and 
And specifically in your business, like many NKVA members, uh, is the specification of cabinets. So in your experiences with the cabinet supply chain as well. Oh, Bill, it's, um, I got to tell you, it's hard not to smile. It's, it's a huge relief for us. Um, May 1st, we were uh, able to go back to work, uh, back to work for us working and remodeling in, in consumers' homes. So uh, we spent uh, the first day doing that, though, actually uh, just going over uh, some CDC uh, protocols, just practicing um, safe remodeling, I guess, you know, and, and making sure that we're healthy and that our consumers are healthy. Um, but our installers, I'm, I'm happy to say, are, are back in our clients' homes uh, and remodeling. Um, the best news uh, about that, though, then for us is the phones are starting to ring, right? So people now are, um, are, are making appointments just this week. Uh, you know, I think I did a meeting this morning with the rest of my team. We have six new appointments uh, set up to go out and, and, and remodel. Um, you know, if we go back, we talk about cabinetry and that, that supply chain, you know, that was effectively closed uh, by our governor on March the 23rd uh, when we were all um, uh, ordered uh, as non-essential and, and not able to work. Um, so, uh, but again, you know, that's starting to open back up and uh, we have two of our manufacturers uh, here in Pennsylvania that uh, are actually going to uh, start I guess on Monday, which would be the 11th. So I think many others uh, in the state are, are able to do the same thing. So that's fantastic news. You talked a little bit about um, the safety protocols for your you know, contractors and things like that. Uh, Debbie, can you talk a little bit about what you've done for your team and for your, the customer in the showroom uh, that can help the audience understand kind of the protocols you're putting in place? Okay. Um, so, uh, Again, we've been open um, as the showroom has been open, but um, we have we definitely have procedures. Uh, right away, I've uh, made sure that everyone in my showroom uh, who is working um, has to wear masks. Now, anybody in my showroom that can, or I say showroom and warehouse, we're connected. Um, my warehouse is uh, right behind my showroom. Anyone who can work at home are working at home. So I'm trying to keep as minimal people as possible um, so that everyone can not only um, have social distance, but also just you know to feel safe. So for instance, my marketing uh, team, my service team, you know, th those people, as much as we miss seeing their face every day, we've been on a Zoom, they, they um, have worked at home and that has been um, that has worked out very well for the last seven weeks. I'm pleasantly surprised. It wasn't easy. You know, you, their, their computers are all set up. Um, we actually see them working on their computers in the showroom. Um, so that required IT professionals to come in and uh, set them up. Um, so uh, my team, to keep morale and, and to keep feeling everybody safe, we have um, sanitizers. Um, all over the store and that we've had previously because we've always kept the store it was always important for me to keep the store safe so we've had these big jugs of Pharrell um, in in the show we've had those prior to when the virus started so um, people are always asking us where did we get those big big Pharrell jugs um, so they have been mm -hmm. great and I have a um, a big table as the customers come in I have a big table set up with the Pharrell 
every customer uh, that wants to come into the showroom, and we don't have a lot of customers. It's not like customers are in, in our area. Um, we're in, we're in, Bill, you know, we're in a tough shape with this virus and we all have to be extremely careful and many, many people are staying at home. And so we, those, those that need the essentials, the washer right away, the, the dishwasher, the, the refrigerators right away, there are a lot over the phone, but some people have to come in. They just, they just have to see it. They have to make sure if they're getting a different color, they want it, you know, it, there's so many reasons why they have to come in. And I will tell you, and I've been very, again, pleasantly surprised that uh, every single customer that has come into my showroom and it's, and I ask, I put this all over social media and all our marketing, you must wear a mask. So before you come into the showroom, I have signs, you must wear a mask. Um, some, some customers wear gloves, some do not. Uh, but I, I insist that they use the Perel and the sanitizers. We also have sinks and faucets. We have a sink um, and faucet with soap if they want to wash their hands in the showroom. That's that's okay too. Um, and if they're wearing gloves, they still got to use the sanitizer. Um, the other thing is we keep we we've reduced our hours um, and you know t again to keep everybody uh, uh, safer. We've also shifted some of our frontline sales staff. We shifted their hours so we can make sure that they are um, socially distant from each other. And um, those are the protocols. Uh, uh, and and I'm, I watch, I, I, I remind everybody, because customers, we're all not used to social distancing. I will tell you, it's, it, people are just not used to it. And it's just, it's natural for everyone to want to get close. And so we've learned over the last seven weeks that you have to just remind the customer, because it's, it's, it's the law here in New Jersey, to remind the customer that they, they, they have to be, uh, have to have the social distancing, which is six feet. And uh, their chairs where they sit down when, they, when we process the sale, they're all six feet apart. And so, you have to keep the processes in place and remind your staff every day. Um, I, and I'm there, you know, I, I'm supporting them. And, um, and, and we're so grateful, you know, to be able to, um, to help our customers and be, you know, and be open. But it's tough. It's been really tough because that's not, replacement is not a big part of our business. You know, our, our business is, you know, the, you know, the kitchens, the laundry rooms, the renovations, the projects, and we want to see them back. You know, we're hoping that they come back real fast. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin, you're obviously a big, huge corporation all over the world. How, how are you working to keep those employees engaged and dealing with different regions operating at different times? Just the complexity of that is, is, is hard to imagine. Yeah, so again it's it's many of the themes that you would have heard at, at a different scale from what debbie described but it's essentially the same thing right it's it's um you know safety and well-being as a non-negotiable so what, whatever we've had to do when the world stopped you know make sure that all our folks are safe and, and by safety and, and well-being you know that's both the physical uh, safety and well-being of folks and then and that's mental safety and well-being uh, because there's a lot just as uh, you know, Debbie and John would say, from not having contact with 
with individuals out there and consumers internally where you've got offices that have worked together for 15, 20 years and, and had a way of working now that just spring into a virtual world is, is challenging from the, the lack of social engagement. So, you know, it's really about the, the engagement there. And, you know, then the second thing uh, beyond the safety and well-being is just the increased frequency and quality of communications. And, and you know, again, you heard Debbie talk about communications being a key internally and externally, but, you know, for our folks, it's, you know, in the past, for example, we may have had a quarterly North America stand up all hands and, and we move that to a, you know, a weekly cadence right now. And, you know, that's just essential for folks to be connected. And, and then I think, you know, last but not least, it's, um, you know, in those communications, it's let's talk about what we know and maybe more importantly, let's just be honest and transparent about what we don't know. And so I think, I think a lot of those things relative to, because if you get those things right and you have the employee engagement, you know, then, then it allows you to be nimble and start to react to different regions across North America and, and how business comes up or not. Uh, be engaged with your partners, but it's, it's really important to just make sure that, that you've got the total organization operating in real time and reacting to, to the environment as it exists. John, going, going to you, uh, as far as, you know, one is having projects mid-installation when this all hit and you had to kind of react to that and deal with a, a project that was started and stopped and, and that type of thing. Um, so I'd like to hear from that, uh, about that, as well as working with state and local authorities. Uh, we haven't really talked about that. And I know you, you are very active uh, in Pennsylvania as far as helping you accommodate, um, you know, uh, your company and, and what you're active, you know, actively trying to do and, and how are they supporting you or if they are. Sure. No, you know, so you can imagine it was a big challenge to, um, to get the order that you had to stop and, you know, we had projects that were in midstream and in some cases almost completely finished one uh, kitchen in particular that just didn't have its appliances. So, um, you know, we, we applied for our exemption with the governor's office, which um, sadly took over two weeks to hear an official reply back. Um, but we had, to, we had to work for our customers as best we could. So, you know, in my case, I reached out to my state representatives who were a, a huge asset uh, to help us um, and, and combat for us uh, to get back in and finish, finish um, at least two of those projects to the point where they were at least able to be used um, and allow the client to, to use them. So you know, your, st your state reps, your state senators, they're, they're there for you. They've been really working hard and we've communicated uh, more than I ever would have mm -hmm. in the last uh, four or five weeks. That's great. One other question for you, John. Um, as far as um, your customers being a little skittish about going into public spaces or your contract, you know, vice, you know, your contractors going into homes or the public accepting your contractors into your homes, especially when you're dealing with differently than Debbie, you're dealing with subcontractors. So can you talk a little bit about how you put your customers' minds at ease and also your contractors to respect sure. kind of what your, your guidelines are? Yeah, sure. No, it, it's, um, you know, in, in our case, um, you know, we're going into their homes to work. So, um, uh, you know, really it's, it's, we heard Kevin and Debbie both talk about communication and it's, it's been very key uh, from the early onset, you know, we communicated to all of our prospects and, and projects that, you know, that we were here, that um, we're working remotely and that we're weathering this storm. Uh, now that message has changed 
um, to communicate to them how we're going to remodel um, in their homes safely. Um, you know, our employees are checked every day. You know, we're, we're making sure there's no cough, there's no fever. Um, you know, they haven't uh, traveled anywhere or been around anybody that, uh, you know, is symptomatic. Um, so, you know, we're, we're doing that, but then also asking them, quite frankly, to do the same. Uh, and it's been a very, a very open and uh, a good communication back and forth um, with, with the homeowner. So they're receptive to it. They understand. They want to stay healthy. We want to stay healthy. Um, our showroom right now is, um, you know, it's closed it's, and it's only open by appointment. And so uh, we spent the shutdown time cleaning and disinfecting uh, our entire showroom inside and out. Uh, but, um, but now it's by appointment so we can control the clients in and out. And when we do have them in, uh, we can, uh, when they're done, we can clean the showroom and just assure that the next person in is good and clean and safe. Great. I think we have time for a few questions uh, before we wrap up. So just a reminder, please type those in the Q&A function if you have some questions at the bottom of your screen. Leanne, what, have, uh, what questions do we have for our panel? Yes, this is for Kevin. Kevin, do you have a, a core of products that designers should be specifying that are in better inventory positions than others? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and when I talked earlier about, you know, this daily, um, cadence now of looking at supply chain. Part of it is fulfilling the needs that already exist out there. And, and as Debbie and John both mentioned and would appreciate, make sure that we've got products that have already been spec going in. And then what we'll be doing uh, is, is starting to make sure that we've got the most essential items. We're producing those first. And so when we get down in our world where we operate at Fisher and Pikeall, you'd think about columns, you know, a select uh, assortment of some of our, our ranges and cooking products. But um, you know, that's certainly something that, that whoever had the question, you know, reach out to us directly and we'll start to talk about, you know, what those are. And, and those are the kind of communications that we also have to have with the, the Debbies of the world and the Johns of the world to make sure as they look forward into the midterm that they've got some confidence that they can specify and go with conviction. Great. The next question is for John. John, you mentioned the phone is ringing again. With new clients, what will you be telling them in terms of timing? Um, how are you setting expectations? So um, while remodeling is um, open and we can go out into homes, there's still a little bit of a gray area where, um, you know, can we go out to new um, prospects homes? Um, because we're in, in our uh, in our county, we're, we're still in what we would consider what our governor calls a red county. Uh, so we've scheduled those uh, appointments out just for uh, a, another week or so. Um, we're wearing masks at those appointments, but more to the, the, the challenge is, um, is working with our manufacturers and trying to uh, work and find out, okay, what is the lead time for the product and how does that jive with, with our lead time? And it's just an open and honest uh, communication. So far, um, it's been... It's been working well and, and people are, you know, like I said, with the phone ringing, they're anxious to, to do a project, but they want it done right and they're willing to wait. So that's encouraging. Well, I want to thank our guests for their insights and wonderful information today, Debbie, Kevin, and John. We're very, very grateful for the community is grateful for your insights. 
Uh, next week, we're, our subject uh, near and dear to our hearts, the future of trade shows and the role of virtual integration. Our guests will be Brian Pagel, EVP of our partner, trade show producer, Emerald Expositions, Bob Priest-Heck, the CEO of Freeman, and Mark Tester, Executive Director of the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando. This is surely gonna be a lively and critical conversation as we plan for KBIS 21 next February in Florida. Thanks again to our panelists for all this great information and thanks to all of you for your great questions and making the time to join us today. Please follow the NKBA and me on social media for the latest news and updates from the kitchen and bath industry. Stay safe and well, and we hope to see you again next week. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks all. Thank you.